Hello and welcome back. Those of you who are a little curious, yes, Screen Queens is returning, but not with MoCo Radio. Thank fucking Christ. So in case you haven't realized by Gabby's wording, we are now a separate, kind of like entity. Yeah. <laughs> we're now ourselves. We're not attached. So since we're a podcast, Gabby can now curse. <laughs> it's about to get fucking lit up in this bitch! Oh no! Oh, see! <laughs> so, guys, we wanna just relive the glory days and record some of the old ones. Yes, we are looking at the top five for sure. <laughs> and if any of you have been listening for a long time, you already know us, but just to go over, we got Gabby and Thais. So. Welcome back to Screen Queens, motherfuckers. Hope you missed us. Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> but we're cute, so. Suppose it works. Suppose it's fair. So guys, we're coming back with Coraline. It's spooky season. Happy Oct Frecktober. <laughs> Happy Halloween Day 20. <laughs> Blaze it. Woo! <laughs> so Gabby, would you like to kick us off? Okay. So. Before we get into the whole major timeline that the theorizer has compiled, because this is where we're getting most of our information from. Once again, guys, do tune in and check out the theorizer's Facebook page. YouTube he channel. Has a, he has a Twitter, apparently. He has a Twitter? Apparently. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> he has a lot of things, guys. Check but, him out. He's but really But mainly cool. his YouTube channel, because that's where all the theories are. And it's so much fun. So, and we just kind of latched ourselves onto this theory because it makes way too much sense. I mean, I've also come up with a theory of what the void is and where it came from. Yeah. But we're going to do that when we get to it. Yeah. So, should I kick us off with this? Bonus. Or do you want to kick it off? Bonus. So, the first thing we're going to go with is there's other portals. There's more than just the well. Yes, surprise, surprise, the well is a portal. Mm-hmm. We'll get more into that later. Um, also, there's obviously the one in the wall. Yeah. But what about the post where the cat disappears at the end of the movie, Gabby? A portal. Portal. Or else that cat's just very flexible. (laughs) More than a regular cat and is somehow twisting its body around. I mean, cats are freaks of nature. I have two of them. I should know. Pretty much. (laughs) So let's start with the portals. So the first one I'm going to talk to you about is the well. Well, first of all, when we look, when we see a little bit down, when the key drops, it looks just like a tunnel. It does. It does look like the tunnel. And then YB says that if you're at the bottom, you'll see a sky full of stars even during the day. Gabby, what time is in the other world always? It's always nighttime. Sky full of stars, maybe? Probably. Returning the key to where it came from has to be some kind of symbolism because the key goes down with the hand. Yeah. There's a thud at the end of the movie saying, yeah, it's not over. And it it keeps going. Like, it just doesn't end at that moment. So that has to be something. And it's probably a portal. <laughs> At the end of the movie, the cat th- goes through a portal. We're calling it a portal. I don't care what anyone thinks. <laughs> Behind the post. Yeah. 
Yeah. And that shows the other world, the Beldum, they're still alive. Yeah, especially because of the whole dramatic thud you hear at the end of the movie right when it cuts to black. Yeah. Because that in movie language, quote unquote, it's usually it's usually only used when there's more to the story. You usually see it in like I guess trilogies and like different kinds of sagas. Ooh, the I thought first it was... one that comes into my head is the one you hear at the end of the Desolation of Smaug, the second Hobbit movie, because there's the third one, obviously, there's more to this story. Uh, I was thinking of if anyone's ever seen the Maze Runner. Oh, true. Every single one of the Maze Runner movies ends with a thud or a clang or some sort of noise signaling it's not over. Yeah. Wow. Movie 101. The more you know. Also, the well has to be a portal. Yeah. Because what's surrounding it, Gabby? Shrooms. Which, if anyone knows anything about magic, that's a fairy ring. <laughs> that's designed to keep... Evil or magic in slash out. <laughs> so speaking of magic. I'm just going to let her go. She's going to go on her rant. Okay, first of all, I'm going to let Gabby explain what the other world is. And then I'm going to go on my theory of how it, what so it is. So the running theory is that the other world is some kind of void, be it natural to the earth or some kind of alien thing that crashed into the earth, gravity falls style. It, it's only one space that can take on the shape of an entire world. As you see, there's one point in the movie where Coraline's like walking away from the other world into this like white oblivion only to walk right back into it. So it's never ending technically. It's freaky. <laughs> to put it in the absolute simplest terms, it's a freaky piece of shit. So Gabby, you said that it's a void and how did you say it got there? Either it's been there and was just accidentally unearthed by the Beldum when she was human, we'll get to that in a bit, or it crashed into the Earth Gravity Falls style. I'm gonna go with they're both wrong. <laughs> Are you ready for this? Because I am. Okay. So magic seeping out of that. But how did the magic first get in there? Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is where I'm going to, and I, I enjoy where it. the alien theory comes in. I don't like the alien theory. I have the magic theory. You guys can decide whose theory is better, alien or magic. I vote magic. Vote now. Let me And we do have an email set up, guys. You'll see it on our page. Send us the answer. Also, the correct answer is magic. Okay, so magic theory. Let's start with the fact that if it's a void creating something out of nothing, where is that most commonly found? Magic. Magic. <laughs> I believe the famous words of Halloween Town. It's all about wanting something and letting yourself have it. We're going back to Halloween Town. Yeah, we are. Oh my god. I'm old. I'll pull everything out if I must. I'm old. Okay, anyway. The Beldum is human originally, and we'll talk more about that later. Yeah. And this theory will go further on later. Yes. But assuming the Beldum... Gabby, what time period was this? Can you give us a date? Well, when the Beldum... Was human. Sometime around the 1850s. You know what happened then? 
a lot of shit. Magic was also still thought to be real. I mean, I guess. And so I'm going to go with, she was probably a practicing witch. She, I don't think she was evil in the beginning. And we'll explain that more when we talk about her human half. But I don't think she was evil. I think she was definitely a magic user. And where I'm going with this. <laughs> if she's a magic user, magic automatically seeps out. But what if the void itself is her own creation? Unintentional, of course. Because that's just how magic is. Yeah. What? Because once magic's corrupted, you can't purify it without extreme lengths. And she'd have to know it was corrupted. And I don't think she did. <laughs> so, corrupted magic's all about sacrifice. What if she incidentally needed to summon a little bit of darker magic than she normally would have. For whatever reason, let's say she wanted to do something great for the town. She, we talked later on, she, we, she was probably a founder. Probably. Probably a founder. So this town means a lot to her. She wanted to do something good for the town. She'd resort to anything. Even if she had a sacrifice, I don't know, they're in a wooded area. I know a deer, maybe blood sac sacrifice there. Probably, that's corrupted magic. Yeah. And with every magic used, as shown in everything, including Halloween Town, heck, I'll even go into like everything magic related. Hmm. I'll even go hocus pocus with this. Corrupted magic, like regular magic, bleeds, but to a larger extent. So if it's bleeding, it's obviously condensing itself somewhere. Yeah. What if that's the void itself? It's condensing itself in an area. So, I mean, like, I hate how much this makes sense. Ah! Like, what if it, like, implodes or, like, explodes or something? The magic? Yeah. The whole void, like. If it's not being contained by anything other than the earth and nothing's controlling it. Well, that's oh the- boy. <laughs> Y'all, she's got that dumbass smile on her face. She knows. It's like, well, do I have a PowerPoint presentation for you? Okay, so going with this. Gabby's question is if the earth's containing it, what if the earth isn't containing it? Have you heard of pocket dimensions? Oh, fuck, here we go. <laughs> Magic is used as an explanation for pocket dimensions and other dimensions. When did this become a Doctor Who episode? <laughs> when did you start watching Doctor Who? Touche. Continue. <laughs> Thank you. Anyway. Magic is the ability to create something out of nothing. It created its own space. Plus, it could be existing around the regular town already. It's just unseeable. So the magic's condensing, so even if it implodes or explodes, the magic itself is sustaining itself. Any other questions? Magic forever loops I mean, around itself. I mean, so if that's the case, when the Beldum possibly dies at the end of this movie, mm -hmm. what's stopping it? From imploding or exploding? From doing whatever the fuck it wants. Like, eating the planet, eating itself. Taking Coraline in as the new Beldum. Well... Like, that, and how do you stop? Part that of it goes if that's the case. 
Well, part of it goes along with the fact that we think Coraline's going to be the next Beldum already. Yeah. But the reason it's already done that is it didn't know, the Beldum didn't know it existed to begin with. It has enough magic in it from previous magic use that it's just collected. So it's absorbing itself. It's in its own world. It's in its own containment. It won't try to eat itself because this goes on with the sentient theory. The magic itself is so corrupted that it knows. And the way to beat it would be, which I feel like might be why Coraline's key. It's believed that all little kids have a sort of magic to them. It's the reason they believe in everything. <laughs> Fairies, magic, all that stuff. Hogwarts. Hogwarts. <laughs> We're still going to send our children to run into a brick wall, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, just checking. <laughs> More on that on the Harry Potter episode, guys. <laughs> but what if Coraline's supposed to be the magic user that defeats it? And that's why it wants her so much. There was a proposed sequel. There was. So. And then Disney shut it down because Disney. Yeah. But... But think about it. She's young enough. She's not corrupted entirely by the world. She probably hasn't done magic. So her magic would still be pure. It would be enough to overpower it. And I think that's why... The Bellum could have locked on to... After it lost Coraline, could have locked on and tried to get Wybie. But it didn't. It It had to be Coraline at that point. I suppose... Don't you think it's a little odd that it's specifically locked on Coraline? I mean, yes. This is it's, this is a lot to wrap my head around right now. With the whole theory in and of itself is a lot, plus this now. I'm going to have a fucking aneurysm. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, but yeah, magic theory. Would you like to go with the alien theory? I mean, it's, there's not much to it. Like, something crashed into the ground. Started seeping out. The Beldum was called to it. It needed her into the pocket dimension. And story goes on. <sighs> yeah. A-, a la Gravity Falls, man. <laughs> okay, we've been on this topic for a long time. Let's switch over to something <laughs> <Okay>. else. Because <laughs> we're, we're going to come back to this once we get to the giant timeline that the theorizer has created. But for now, let's talk about some other things. Okay, how about the crazy lady? Or the two crazy ladies. Yeah, the ones with the giant titties. Forceful and sphinx. <laughs> Forcible and speak. Ow. Not sphinx. <laughs> I like his face. If it sounds stupid, it's probably right. Ow. <laughs> Much like college. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. The crazy lady candy. Crazy lady candy. Do you think we should start, though, with something a little more important, though? Grandma. You right. Gabby, you want to take grandma? Okay, so. Or the cat. I'll, I'll go with Wybie's grandma just because I love talking about her and her whole story. Okay. So Wybie's grandmother, as we know through the movie, the grandmother had a sister. A twin. A twin. The twin went missing and was one of the little spirit children that Coraline sees in the other world. So the... This wasn't really part of the developed theory. This was something I think that you and I came up with. Yeah, this is a theory. Part of it. So my, well, our theory with the grandmother is that when they were both children, they were living at the Pink Palace. Yeah. 
So we should probably explain this first of all. Yeah. So before the Pink Palace, um, with them living there, their father lived there. We're going to have to go through this whole goddamn timeline right now. <laughs> it's going to make no sense. We're going to do the timeline later, officially. <laughs> so anyway. Yeah, we might want to start with the timeline. It's just, it's just, oh my Okay, God. so first part of the timeline goes with me and the magic. Yes. That's the Beldum, who at the time was human. Yes. Shocker. And, and the book does basically confirm this. I'm not exactly sure when, but the book does actually. Chapter two. Chapter two. The book confirms this. Highly recommend reading the book. Yeah. In chapter two of the book, it confirms that the Beldum is as old as Ashland, Oregon. Yes, Ashland, Oregon. Because the zip code on the moving truck in the movie yeah. matches Ashland. And Ashland is right now in the present day roughly 150. Yeah. No, more than that. It's 170. Oh, this yeah. This movie came out when did 20 movie, years ago. When did this movie come out? The book probably came out 20 years ago. The book's 20 years now. So, also, the book confirms that it's Ashland, Oregon. Yeah. Because so Coraline and it's, it's almost 2020 now. So Ashland, Oregon, IRL, is about 170 years old. Which matches the timeline. Also in the book, also in the same chapter, it states that Ashland, Oregon is where they are because Coraline is complaining, of all places, we had to move to Ashland. We had to move to Ashland, Oregon. Oregon's not that bad. Gravity Falls, man. Yeah, exactly. Gravity Falls. Also, Oregon is a really beautiful place, and I highly recommend taking a vacation to Oregon if you ever get the chance. Look for the Bill Statue. Yeah. <laughs> the Bill Statue was already found. It was in um, Piedmont. Yeah. California. Yeah. Anywho, whole different topic, but... Different day. Different day. <laughs> but anyway, so the Beldum was a seamstress, as you can tell by... Spider lady. <laughs> I'm not sleeping in your room again tonight. I gotta get up early for field. Yeah. <laughs> Spiders, man. They're evil. Basically. So anyway, Veldum Seamdress. She created Ashland, Oregon over 150 years ago, according at the time of the movie. She built the pink palettes as her human, like when she was still human, that was her home. But then something went horribly wrong. This is where my magic theory comes in, guys. I have a theory she was using magic. She was the best seamstress in town because of the magic. She just wanted to do good, got corrupted. Her magic ended up creating the void, which calls back to her. With its own... Lack of a better word, what do you think of Swan Song? Eh, I guess. For the analogy... Much. With its own swung song. <laughs> Eventually, she falls down the well, which is where her magic had made a physical form. That's my theory. She made the well. Uh, like, she used dark magic to be able to make a well deep enough to always have water. Yeah. Because, you know, you water to live. Yeah, gotta help the town. <laughs> Became corrupted. That was her first use of dark magic. So it took residents physically there. It lures her down the well. And I don't think she just dove in the well. I feel like something pulled her and she tripped over something. Because let's be honest. How dumb is that, though? Like, tripping over a fucking brick or something? <laughs> yeah, but that sounds so realistic. I mean, yeah, because it's something I would do. <laughs> or me. <laughs> I can walk. I walk into doors. <laughs> a lot. Yes. 
Anyhow. And it built it up. And the void, her magic, calls her, gets her. And because everything requires sacrifice with dark magic, she sacrifices her own soul to create the world. Namely, her eyes. Yeah. Because the eyes are the ones the soul. Exactly. So she kind of realizes that dark magic needs a sacrifice. It needs to be fed. Especially one of, like, this size. Yeah. So this is... So here's a couple reasons why children. One, they're, they're easily manipulated. Yeah. Two, children... If we're going with the magic thing, children are pure. They haven't been completely corrupted by the world. Yeah. You're not wrong. They're the most pos- potent, I guess. Yeah. I mean, think of why Pennywise eats his children. I will get to that later, because that's a batshit crazy theory if I ever heard one, but we'll get to that at the very end. Don't we also go with that as, like, the same reason why the, the Void needs the children? The Void is it. Yeah. That's what I'm going to go over at the end. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> that's just a Gabby theory, by the way. Well, actually, it's a, you, another YouTube theory that somebody else came up with, but it, it sounds so batshit crazy that I actually love it. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. So it happens there. She knows she needs to collect things to do it. So she uses her connection to her own home because technically she still had control over it at the time because it was still hers. So she created the portal in the house. Yeah. She couldn't get through. But the kids could get through. But she could lower things to them. (sighs) So... Now we get to YB's ancestry. Yes. Because YB is important in this theory. Yes. So YB's great-grandfather. Yes. Possibly the owner. Or the, I guess one of the. Original (coughs) owner. Original owners. Yeah. Of the Pink Palace post-Beldum. Yeah. We're assuming that the house had been abandoned for a while. Yeah. Was really cheap. And other people moved in. Other people moved in, specifically great-grandfather's parents. Yeah. And great-grandfather YB, as a child, yeah. probably went through the portal. Yeah. And the theory, the theory pretty much is that the, great, the great-grandfather did go through to the other world, but because the Beldum wasn't prepared yeah. and wasn't knowledgeable enough on how to take his soul, yeah. he wound up escaping yeah. and lived to tell the tale. Yeah. Which... Kind of because she couldn't get him and she wasn't prepared. She starts to de- deteriorate. Yeah. She doesn't have the soul or the magic to, like, really. So she's, like, eating bugs and shit. And then, I don't know how long after the great-grandfather going through the portal, this would have been given the timeline, but the little blue boy. Would probably be next. So with this theory here, it's YB's great-grandfather... Escaped. Well, it's also, he escaped. He He's grown up a bit. Yeah. It says that he, in the book specifically, confirms that YB, well, YB wasn't in YB's the book. YB's not in the book. But the grandmother is, as the owner of the palace. Yeah. Um, It's confirmed that her father was in the military at one point or another. So he's probably shipped out when the, yeah. little, when the blue boy moved in. Yeah. And the part 
of this theory that we're talking about the blue boy is the little blue boy in the picture. Yeah. In Coraline, the one who's lost his ice cream versus in the other world, he has this giant stack of ice cream. Who, if you fade out the image of the tunnel going in, his suit is in there. The colors are inverted. It could just be from fading, but it is definitely his suit in the tunnel. Yeah. And the theory states, well, the original theory was that the blue boy was the Beldum's child, but the timeline doesn't add up, so that theory was dismissed. Yeah. So then the second theory was that the blue boy was the first official victim. Not the first one to go through the tunnel. But the first victim. Yes. And again, the Beldum was unprepared, but she manages to steal his soul. Yeah. But because but... she's so unprepared, she accidentally destroys the rest of his being. In the process. Yeah. There's no soul left. Like, yeah. that's you why we don't see, see the ghost. ghost. He's not trapped there because no. he's completely destroyed. Yeah. But, you know, like a trophy hunter puts their prized deer on the wall. Yeah. She put his picture up. Yeah. Yeah. So, time goes on. Other kids move in the house. Beldum takes them slowly. Slowly starts to learn what she's doing. Yeah. Girl one. The blonde girl with the curly hair. Yeah. She gets taken. A couple years later, the other little boy gets taken. And now Grandpa has inherited the house. Yes. He has a family of his own. He's got two young kids. Twin daughters. Yeah. But because he knows what's happening in the house, he boards up the wall. Because that's most likely the tunnel that he went through as a child. But he also boarded up the well because he knew about that probably as well. That was probably the first way he got there. And or, maybe, or maybe not, because the grandmother knowing about the well and the sky full of stars is probably what set him up to board it off in the first place. Yeah. Because he most likely would have only known about the tunnel door. Oh, yeah, probably. So the running theory is that both the great-grandmother and her twin went through the well, not the tunnel door, because the father had boarded up yeah. the wall, put up wallpaper. Yeah, we'll also explain why we don't think grandma knew about the... Yeah. Well, she, she knows about it later on. Yeah. Whether she went through the well or not with her twin, she knows about it. She yeah. knows that there's something else in there, the whole sky full of star shtick. Yeah. Which, we think she went through this one. Yeah. We think she went through the well. But when she came back, there's the theory of every twin, there's always an alpha and a beta. Yeah. The alpha twin is usually treated better. It's usually the older twin. So... We have the theory Grandma's the older twin. Yeah. So because of that, she doesn't feel nearly as neglected as her secondary twin would, which is why the Beldum can get her much easier. Which is why the twin has the doll in the photo Yeah. And Grandma does not. Yeah. She's focusing on the weaker twin. Yeah. The eventually, easier. Yeah. Eventually, the dad finds out about this. He's like, holy shit, there's a portal. Not going to fucking do this again. He boards up the well. He puts the fairy ring around it, most likely. To stop it from summoning them. And to him, that's the end of that. And the grandma, because she doesn't have the doll. Doesn't know. She doesn't know about the, tu- the fuck me, the wall tunnel. Yeah, the little door. Yeah. But the twin. Who had the doll was called to it. And was probably given the key. Yeah. So she goes through. She disappears, becomes the third. Well, she doesn't disappear right away. She goes yeah. through a couple times and... I guess Grandma probably finds out, like... Later on. Later on that that's where she's disappeared to. Yeah. So, eventually, 
Little sister is taken. Yeah. Dad boards up the wall again. Well, the way Dad finds out about the wall is probably Grandma... Figures it out first. Figures it out. Goes crying to Dad, say it's all my fault, it's it's all our faults, this happened, this happened, we have to help her. He already knows what happened. Yeah. He boards up the wall. And moves takes, out. Yeah, That's takes, why... Takes the daughter with him and moves out. Yeah. But he still is controlling the Pink Palace. He still has ownership of it. Yeah. Which you can hear... You can actually hear the... It's even in the book. You can hear Wybie's grandmother, though there's no Wybie in the book. You can hear the landlady yell from her house. That tells you how close they are. Yeah. To... Which would make sense. He built that house. It's to watch over it. It's yeah. to protect it. So, he's probably monitoring who's going in there, making sure there's no children ever. Yeah. Which is why the rule of no children was put up in the first place. And yeah. Then... Continued by Grandma. Yeah. So. We're going to take a little quick break right here. There is so, 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 so much more to this. Yeah. Believe me. We just need a quick water break here, guys. We will be all right back. Sorry for that brief intermission, guys, but we're we're back. So, Grandpa moved out, built the house where they're currently at. Rule goes up, no children. He eventually dies. House is bestowed onto the great-grandma. And something funky happens with great-grandpa. Yeah. Do you want me to take that half of the cat? No, nuts. Okay, so there's a theory that there's two entities possessing the cat. One of which I will be speaking of, the other Gabby will. Gabby has her favorite one. <laughs> and I technically have my favorite. So anyway, Grandpa's spirit goes into the form of a cat as a means to help protect children because he wants to keep watching over his daughter and make sure nothing happens. So that's one of the reasons, like, it's staying so close to YB. Because it won't make sense for this random cat to just stay close to a kid that's never gone in the Pink Palace. Yeah. Unless... He's related to it. They're related. It's a direct bloodline. Yeah. And that would make sense because of going with the magic thing. You'd assume that a spirit could take a form of something. Also, it's a black cat. Like, come on. Well, technically, it's like a blue cat. Still. On the nose. Yeah. (laughs) Magic. Magic. But part of that that doesn't make sense, namely, is at the end of the movie when Coraline drops the key back down into the well, the cat doesn't stop her. It smiles. Yeah. Kind of tilts its head, like, Thanks, kid. now, bitch. Thanks, kid. So this goes a little bit with Gabby's half. Yes. The other part of this theory is that the cat is possessed by Mr. Lovat. We're calling the grandfather because that is his name. And the cat is also possessed by basically the spirit of the other world or the other world itself that the theorizer calls vermin after a line that the other mother says when she sees the cat. Oh, you brought vermin with you. So we just call it vermin. Which is kind of the other world's name anyway. We're calling it vermin. And the only reason this is an idea is, again, because of the whole the cat smiles when the keys drop down the well, but there's also a moment when Coraline's going through the tunnel for the last time to take out the other mother. The cat kind of stops halfway through. Shakes its head. And then keeps going. Like a body transition. Yeah. So, Gabby, I actually rewatched Coraline the night we recorded this. I I remember. (laughs) 
I actually found another point where the cat kind of does it. Oh. Yes. <laughs> so, you know when the cat is kind of pacing around in the other world with Coraline? Mm-hmm. And it's, like, I don't like mice at the best of times. Yeah. But you look like you needed it. Its paws stops and flinches almost as if it doesn't want to give it to her. Like, it doesn't want to give her the eye. And you see it shake its head slightly and keep going. Bullshit. <laughs> I was specifically looking for things like that, so. Yeah. I mean, there's another part of this that the cat, not necessarily the Mr. Lovat half of the cat, but the half of it that's being controlled by the other world is the puppet master. Essentially. There's well, not the cat itself. Not the cat itself, but the other world is controlling everything. All of this shit. Like the Beldum isn't stealing children and taking their souls and devouring them because she wants to. She needs to. She has to. Because she's deteriorated to the point where she's eating bugs. She's feeding off of the dogs that belong to the crazy ladies. We'll get more on that in a bit. She's deteriorated into nothing. The last piece of her soul that's left, she doesn't want to be completely devoured. So she's trying to feed children to this thing. And when Coraline kicks the Beldum in the face at the end of the movie as she's crawling back through the tunnel, the theorizer pointed out a very specific frame lit up a certain way. You can kind of see what appears to be a cat's eyeball yeah. behind the quote-unquote mask of the Beldum. Yeah. That might just be a trick of the light, but... It, it could just be, but there's also a split second in the frame immediately after it where you can see another one. Yeah. So it's, it's stop motion, it's guys. A, it's a little much to be coincidence. Yeah. The only thing with it is we do see the cat and the bellum at the same time at times. Yes. Namely when the cat is trying to tear out her eyes. Or Mr. Lovatz, half of the cat is trying to tear out her eyes and then escapes back into the real world. Oh, no. She just thought of something. It's not so much as thinking. It's kind of verifying this. Black cats are associated with witches. Yeah. Magic. What if, like, the reason the Beldum does not like cats, specifically black cats, what if the original thing the void, the magic took, might have been her familiar, a cat? So that would explain, like, why the cat thing makes her unhappy, Mm. and, like, the mere thought of the cat. So, like, even, because the first thing it took over was the cat it would have a connection to the cat because the cat was magic. So maybe the natural form of the other world is actually a cat that uses. That's a lot. That's a I'm lot. just trying to like verify the whole cat. I, I know, I know. It just, it hurts my head. <laughs> oh my lord. What were we talking about? <laughs> the cat. Yes. So anyway, two halves of cat. You see it multiple times. Yeah. So grandma, yeah. who is... A, I mean, technically she's the kid of the cat. <laughs> Shit happens, man. Like, yeah. Don't let the furries hear this episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Listen, I ain't fucking with that. So anyway. Um, Great-grandfather gets reincarnated. Grandma gets the house. Yeah. So here's a theory. Like, Grandma's still pretty young at this time when she gets the house. Well, not young, young, but like maybe 20s. She's she's relatively a, she's a young lady. She upholds the no kids rule. Yeah. 
but for the longest time. some of the who one of the first people she allows in happens to be two lovely ladies. Mm-hmm. First of all, and Spink. Spink. Yes. Okay, just get the weird names. <laughs> if it sounds stupid, it's probably true. Probably. So they probably form a bond with them. Yeah. I'm willing, but like they start to notice they have a lot of dogs. I'm willing, but they start to notice dogs go missing and tell grandmother. Yeah. Grandma starts looking into it. It's probably the other world Beldum feeding itself. Yeah. So I'm willing, but grandma probably told Forcible and Spinks. Spink. Spink. I feel like there's <laughs> no an X. X there. There's no X at the end, honey. Forcible and Spink. Yes. I feel like she definitely told them, and because... I feel like these ladies have seen a lot of things in life. Yeah. That's where my theory of magic... They're probably magic users themselves. Because they believe in anything, and they're pretty good. Oh, I think a part of this theory is that they were there... They've been there for a really long time. Yeah. Again, they have the candy. Yeah. From, like, every year yeah. that a child went missing. So... For the main three, anyway. Yeah, the main three, which happened between the time periods of... Grandpa going to... And that's the only thing that doesn't make sense to me, because that would make them, like, a hundred and something odd years old. Like, Dumbledore. Old. Yeah. What if they themselves weren't living there, but maybe their parents? Oh, maybe. Maybe their parents lived there and told them the stories. So, Forceful and Sphinx, children, like, if they got told the story as children, they probably believe it. Yeah. That's how they know about... That candy's gonna be nasty ass though. Like, yeah. <laughs> if it's been around for that long. Well, if they just kept taking it from like. What if their parents were like weird too and. What, like grandma candy quarters? Yeah. <laughs> Think about it. The Worthers. <laughs> Think of the amount of Worthers. <laughs> Probably, man. <laughs> from 1937 on. But it has all three dates of yeah. the key kids. True. So I would say that, okay, they have it. They're good. That's how they know about it. And, you know, Grandma, when they tell it, they're like, yeah, we believe you. We've heard these stories before. Because if they're kids growing up in the palace, I'm willing to bet Grandpa definitely, like, knew them at one point and probably told their kids, like, don't go near this. Avoid the well. You touch, you die. Don't touch. No, no. I completely forget what part of the timeline we're in right now. I'm just... I'm lost. We're in the one where YB's grandfather escapes. Kids move into the house. Right, 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 right. But yeah, like... So the Bellum decides, okay, I need to get more kids. So how do we do that? Well, she's starting to deteriorate. Yeah. And this is at the point where no kids are allowed in the house. Yeah. So she starts taking the dogs. And the bugs and the rats. Yeah. Basically anything that living. Lives. And I feel like that's why, why she's also absorbing the garden. Yeah. Because the garden at the end is back to life. And there's no way that thing suddenly like has yeah. the soil to live. But the outline of it kind of looks like the Beldum. Yeah. So what if she was sucking the life out of the garden the whole time too? Probably. Sucking life out of there, sucking life out of the dogs. And if you notice, Forcible and Spink 
they don't really care that their dogs are dying. They just keep getting more. Yeah. So I think they've come to terms with, by doing that, children are safe. People are safe. Valid. That's, that's dark, man. That's why I think they're magic users. I feel like the greater good, man. I suppose. <sighs> oh, Lord. So anyway. Eventually, Grandma has a grandkid and all is well and good. Until the grandkid moves in with her. Something we don't really know what happens to Ivy's parents. He's just being raised by his grandmother when the movie starts. That's all fine and dandy. But at that point, she becomes terrified. Not just that. He's adventurous. Yeah. And he can't keep his mouth shut. And he listens pretty well to her. Yeah. But most children don't do that for long. She probably had a flashback to when she was a kid and... Her sister went missing. Yeah. Her sister didn't listen. Yeah. So she realizes she has to keep her grandson safe. And she pulls what I call a truly lawful evil move. And allows a family with a child to move in. As bait. Yeah. Like, sis. Like, holy shit. Truly lawful evil right there. Like, you're doing it for the greater good, but also... That's another At child. the expense of another child. Holy shit, man. I applaud her, but at the same time, I'm like, dude, nah. <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> and then the whole events of the movie happen. Coraline moves into the house. She finds the well. She gets into a fight with the other mother. The dad is a pumpkin. Blah, blah, blah. And then the movie ends and with... Then- the key going down into the well. Can we go back to one thing here yeah. that has been haunting me? Oh, no. She does this for the greater good and sacrificing the child. Yes. Did you notice, like, the cat could care less about Coraline for, like, part of it? So the cat's probably in on the whole... It's vermin. Yeah. Vermin wants the kid, and Grandpa... Like, he wants to protect her, but also, like... It's family either you first. or my grandson. It's family or first. my great-grandson. Family first. Yeah. But as YB gets closer to Coraline, that cat starts to care. Yeah. <laughs> that poor cat just cares so much. Hey, 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 hey. This whole movie's this this man, this whole 13 part. Coraline theory. He he did not have to go this hard, but he did. And honestly, I'm here for it. As much as my head hurts right now, I am here for it. Lord, have mercy on my soul. No, no, no. The events of the movie happen. Have you noticed that when the other mother is like pounding on the door at the end of the movie, going like, "I'll die without you. Come back." Blah blah blah. All that shit stops when the key is returned. It stops completely. So she's not like, quote unquote, the true villain in that scenario. She's screaming that she's going to die without Coraline because she knows. Yeah. Without Coraline, the last of her is going to get devoured. Yeah. And she's going to be no more. Well, this goes back to the theory that Coraline's going to be the next Beldum. Yeah. So... It wouldn't be she wouldn't be devoured entirely. I th- I feel like she would. I feel like she wouldn't be 
Like only because there's nothing left to imply that the Beldum herself is still alive. Well, no, my theory is not that she's uh, she's physically destroyed. Okay. I feel like there's her spirit is like like with the other kids. Yeah. Okay. Kind of yeah. like floating around there. Yeah. It's I feel like unlike the kids though, she can't escape. Like she yeah. can't be free because she's tied to the void. It's her own magic. Yeah. So she's gonna be trapped within it. Sketchy though, like there's nothing left of her then. If she's trapped in the void, the void's just controlling everything at this point. It's its own being. And at the end of this movie, it's hunting down Coraline. Like the cat smiles when the key is dropped into the fucking well. The garden still looks vaguely like the Beldum, and the cat disappears into the post, which shouldn't exist if the other world slash the Beldum were completely destroyed. But it wasn't, and the cat goes into the post, and it's like dramatic thud at the end of the movie, and it's yeah. like, holy shit, where's the sequel? What is about to happen? Did you notice at the end, like, everything, not even just the garden, everything seemed brighter? Sure. Sure, sure. It was like the coloring changed. <laughs> like, we can actually see the cat <laughs> with full color. Yeah. So it's kind of like a dark veil is being, like, lifted. Which also kind of counteracts that argument that the other world is still living, but... Well, no, I feel like the Bellum itself, because the Beldum, the seamstress, still was tied to the house because it was hers. She still had some sort of, like, power over it. As long as she was truly, like, physically there, so was her connection to the house. Yeah. So her not being able to really lure anything on her own. Other world's probably still kicking. Yeah. So let's say Coraline is a magic user. Because I want to go with this theory. Or she does just she ah, fuck. At least she, she just doesn't know it. Yet. Yeah. She's a pot- she's potentially she's potentially magic. Do you know how cool that would be? Like first of all <laughs> not just that, like I'm assuming there are some key people in this story that I believe are magic users. Okay. Beldum. Avi. Forceful and Spink. To a lesser extent. Okay, I was gonna say, I get that they have, like, the little Spider-Man Chronicles triangle yeah. look-through thingy, but, like... A lot of my theories on magic... By the way, guys, a lot of my spirits... My theories on magic comes from Spider-Wick. Um, so... So they have the Spider-Wick Chronicle-looky glass thingy. My theory is, like, what if they do have, like, some sort of magic in them, just not... They never learned as children. But they kind of started to, like, research, and they're like, oh, this is kind of cool. I mean, Lear- Just to find out about the town's history. Find out there's some kind of magic there. And they mess around. And, oh, something happens. They don't use the magic, but they decide they're going to use it to make the spider with chronicle things. <laughs> like, I feel like they don't have any magic left in them. I it mean, all went into that. I mean, I guess. So, they did that. Potentially, they could train Coraline. True. If they're still living. <laughs> That's my other theory of, like, they have to be, like, really old ladies. But they're still kind of there. Yeah. So my theory is, like, they're using the last of their magic. They created those spiderwork thingies. And as long as the house is standing, I feel like they will survive. Probably. I feel like that's why they live there. For so long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
it's it's a lot. It's so much to think about, man. This is this isn't even our creation. This is this is the wonderful world of YouTube doing its absolute finest. <sighs> I just wow. My head hurts, my throat hurts, I'm tired. We just took this for a whole like we took this for an entire drive. <laughs> wow. We've driven this into the ground. Pretty much. Because there's nothing Once left. Once again, I still vote the magic theory for the other world is key. I mean, it's just, it's so much. But it's so like the Like the last time a lot of ideology and theory went into lore for such a small scale thing was for Lord of the fucking Rings. Because we think about the Lord of the Rings book trilogy, it's relatively small. It is, but there's so Compared much. Compared to like Harry Potter or Game of Thrones or something. Oh but my the god. The lore is so goddamn extensive. You, you need an entire series of books just to get caught up on the lore. And don't get me started on Game of Thrones. We will be here all night. But it's just, for such a small scale movie... To have this kind of thought. It deserves it. Lore. It's so good it though. It does, but at the same time, it's so much. My head hurts. I'm also like, the only reason I'm, do you want to know why I'm holding on to Magic so much with this? Do you want to know? Do I? It involves the book. Oh boy. So in the book, like, it alludes to Magic and stuff. Like, it's. Like, there's no way you specifically put in the detail that when Coraline's sitting at home like before she's like exploring it specifically says she's reading a ma a book about magic <laughs> like why would you put that detail in there unless i mean i don't even know man i guess it's like make us understand like what kind of girl she is maybe maybe but i it makes me one magic i don't know man i really don't Anywho, oh, thanks for <sighs> thanks for listening to Screen Queen, guys. This thanks is, for following us back. This is still such a long ass theory. And it always will be. I feel like he's going to come back to it, and then we're going to revise. We're going to re come back to re redo it, and I'm going to kill myself. No, we're not going to re redo it. We're just going to come back and add on to it. Well, I mean, it also depends on a if the theorizer ever comes back to this beat up like a dead horse theory. <laughs> And if that update changes anything, that's what I'm concerned about. I just, oh my god, I'm tired. I'm gonna go to bed. <laughs> what about you two? I'm tired, but I do enjoy this, and I can't wait to come back. Lord, give us But yeah, we will. We're, we're gonna we're gonna try and update this show when we can. College is hard. We don't have time. We keep forgetting. This is the second time we've had to do this Coraline episode because the first time we did it, some of it got lost somehow when we went to go edit it two weeks after we recorded it. <laughs> two and a half. Two and a half weeks after we recorded it. Only to realize that shit was missing. So now here we are again. We're going to forget to edit this for another two and a half weeks. By the time this gets posted, it's going to be fucking... No, Christmas. It's gonna be Christmas. We promised October and we lied. Happy Hello Thanksmas. <laughs> okay, thanks guys. Thanks for caring. We will catch y'all.
on the flip side. Love you. Are thee well. Bye.